This is the Shop Stewards Corner on Metro FM Talk. The Shop Stewards Corner on Metro FM Talk. Can I truly say that I'm the 100% man? 40% of the time, I've actually died from man flu. 60% of the time, I let my children eat pizza in the bath for efficiency. 90% of the time, I forget 100% of people's names. But 100% of the time, I take out the garbage in Tuffy refuse bags. 100% recycled, 100% recyclable, 100% tough. And that makes me the 100% man. Tough, tougher, toughy. If John Jemison, the founding father of Jemison, were to see Bumalume Razma Tazko Manyalong showing off guys whiskey. Mm-hmm. Yo, yo, at the club, dancing with the bottle to the ear like Bamudi Fonung. Yo, if the legendary John were to see us doing such things with his whiskey, hey, he'd have one question for you. <laughs> Is there space for one more? Because there's no such thing as a Jemison drinker. Why? Taste. That's why. Not for persons under the age of 18. Nineteen minutes it is uh, before uh, nine p.m. You tuned into uh, Metro FM Talk, and uh, a lot happening uh, just uh, prior to us going into the under the microscope. Just wanted to talk briefly about uh, the cry of the excluded. Now, this is a group of protesters uh, who are highlighting the need uh, for jobs and basic services, and uh, a group of people from across the country who've travelled to Cape Town on the eve of uh, the budget speech under the banner of the cry of the excluded. And uh, they have uh, some demands that uh, they're going to be bringing uh, uh, before Parliament and they're going to hold what they call the Real Jobs Summit uh, aimed at building a mass campaign uh, uh, around some of these issues. And uh, my colleague Sakina Kamwendo uh, uh, spoke to Pinky Langa earlier on today from the Southern African Green Revolutionary Council. Um, Yes, I'm still unemployed as we speak, um, Sakina. And what we have been seeing is that what our government is putting forward in terms of, you know, offering jobs. They are not um, creating, you know, the jobs that we want, right? Because we actually want dignity. We don't want peace mills. We want dignity. We want jobs with dignity and jobs that are sustainable. I did IT, but it has been difficult for me to get a job. So if I go to Emalakeni municipality and looking for a job, they will tell me about the EPWP jobs, right? What does that do for me? Because people, they are earning something like 700 bucks. And you also think about black tax, 
right? Because I still have to support my family, also pay for my other fees. Hence, I'm one of those students who were um, who suffered from the fees must fall because my family could not afford to pay for me to to further my studies, um, to do other things where I'd be able to. That there's Pinky Langa uh, from the uh, Southern African uh, Green Revolutionary Council. Uh, she's an unemployed graduate uh, speaking there uh, to my colleague Sakina Kamwendo, part of that group that's going to be hosting the Real Job Summit uh, on the eve of uh, the uh, budget to be delivered on Wednesday by uh, Finance Minister Tito Mboweni. We're going to be uh, reflecting on that over the next uh, day or so. And, uh, of course, we'd love to hear some of your own perspectives. What do you expect from that uh, budget. I think a lot has been said about a potential VAT hike. Uh, and if indeed it does happen, what what do you make of that? I certainly think it would probably be uh, one of the worst decisions we can make at this point in time. But that's just my view. And uh, certainly if you look at the context of what's happening on the demand side of, of, of our economy, households constrained in their spending, I don't think you want to squeeze that spending even further unless you really want to go into a recessionary environment. And uh, I think many people that are calling for uh, more, or uh, well, I should say, calling for austerity, are potentially, I guess, not thinking about uh, the impact that uh, that might have, uh, uh, the impact on households, the impact on uh, consumer demand, uh, the impact that might have not only on retailers but other sectors of the economy uh, that are client-facing. But you might have a different view. I'd love to hear from you. And uh, you might have a different view. I, and uh, one of those views uh, earlier on today were those of the uh, Democratic Alliance. Now, uh, they not only con- uh, spoke about... Uh, some ideas uh, from a fiscal perspective, but even called for uh, some uh, uh, rules and, uh, I guess, injunctions that uh, would uh, uh, call for more fiscal discipline. And uh, certainly an interesting remarks that were made there. They also uh, took opportunity today through uh, their leader, John Stienhazen, uh, to reflect on some of the remarks uh, that um, Evia de Klerk has made in the recent past. But what has really disappointed me in the course of the last few weeks is that the discussion has revolved around what we called the abhorrent system, not the fact that 30 years after the end of the system, we still have over 30 million black South Africans locked out of opportunity and living in poverty and less than 991 rand a month. We still have 27% of our children, mainly black children, going to bed every night without the daily nutritional requirement, and we have 10.4 million mostly black South Africans who are unemployed, the majority of them young. That is a debate that we should be having. Those are the things that should be obsessing us on a daily basis. What you call something uh, you know, that, that has ended, um, I think, is, 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 is missing the real point of the debate. We've got to focus on dealing with the legacy of that abhorrent system and on that crime against humanity. Huh? John? What you call something that is past doesn't really matter. Uh, you got to focus on its legacy. Well, yeah, I mean, if the legacy is as material and as, uh, how do I put it, as pronounced as it is for many South Africans in this day and age, I guess it does matter what you call it. It does matter what you call it, uh, much like what you measure also matters and what it is that, because uh, it matters in terms of what it is that you prioritize. If you don't believe it's a, it was a crime against humanity, then even its legacy, you'll feel, I suga, it was okay. It was okay. What do you make of that? I'd love to hear some of your perspectives. Give us a ring, 089-110-3377. Shortly, we're going into uh, Under the Microscope, and we're going to take a look at uh, some of the palace politics uh, that are happening uh, in the mountainous kingdom of Lesotho. And uh, we're going to be checking in uh, with uh, one of the journalists uh, from uh, the uh, mountain kingdom. Kananelo Boluetsi is going to join me 
in the next few minutes or so. And we're going to be talking about what's happening uh, with uh, uh, Tom Tabane, the Prime Minister, uh, 80-year-old, uh, suspected of involvement in the murder of his uh, then-wife, uh, Dipolelo, who was shot dead in June 2017. And it seems his current wife, uh, Maysia Tabane, has also been charged with murder and police suspect her of ordering the assassination on the uh, erstwhile first wife, Melipolelo uh, Tabane. And both of them deny their involvement. And Kananelo uh, uh, joins us shortly uh, to reflect on uh, what's happening there. And uh, we'll uh, take a look at that uh, under the microscope this evening here on Metro FM Talk. You don't want to miss that. Under the microscope on Metro FM Talk. 